0: Well, I cannot believe it's Thursday again. Where the heck this week has gone? I don't know. Um, I hope everyone's having a good week and staying warm. It's absolutely freezing here for me at the moment. And uh, yeah, it's not pleasant. Anyway, uh, in this episode, we're gonna be looking at birth plans, birth visions, whatever you want to call them. We're gonna be looking at them and why it's important to have them, how you can start putting some things down so that you can actually start making them, what sort of questions you should be asking, um, that sort of thing. That's what we're gonna be looking at today. So if you are pregnant and expecting and you're trying to make a birth plan and, and you feel maybe there's too much information grab your pen, grab your tea or your coffee or your water, whatever it is um, get into a good spot and uh, pen, pencil and yeah, we're good to go! Right, so let's start at the beginning Um, you know the saying goes, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail Now, I'm not saying that any birth is a failure, but I think setting yourself up, if you haven't got a plan for your birth of what you want, uh, what sort of thing, uh, your expectations, you know, going into it, you can actually end up coming out the other side feeling traumatized, loss of control, going, what the hell actually just happened to me? And so, like with anything, planning your birth, is so important we spend so much time planning things like weddings and big birthdays and anniversaries and even buying a house we plan that yet for one of the most significant most amazing incredible experiences of our lives we tend to not plan so mm. so i think it's the foundation I think having a plan goes towards your mental ability to cope in labour and I am not suggesting having a plan, laminating and saying this is it, no changes, no nothing because even that can be the opposite. That could be setting your expectations so high that when you do have to change something because maybe you couldn't get into the hospital or maybe when you got to the hospital um you, you were kept waiting for a little while especially now with um COVID restrictions i know usually when you get to the hospital you're kind of left in triage for a little while so you need to kind of have more of a vision instead of a plan um, and that's what we're going to look at now now to me a good place to start is with a massive blank piece of paper And a good thing for you to do is to sit down and think, what do I want from this birth? Apart from a healthy baby, what am I expecting? Now, a lot of people don't realize what they can do and how much they can personalize, even in a hospital, um, your, your, your birth. It's as unique as you are, it's as unique as your fingerprint and even one birth to another with siblings will be completely different I can tell you both of my births were so different and so what you need to do is take it a step back and go right understand the mind and the way the mind works and that in order for the body to work in order for contractions to happen and to be really productive contractions for labor to go along Naturally, for you to be able to listen to your body, we need to understand the fact that our minds need to not be fearful. So we have to kind of educate ourselves as to what's out there, what our choices could be. Because you might have someone chucking choices at you and you have no idea what they mean, your mind's trying to process it, there's so much to it. So before you can even sit and think of of, of your birth plan, my advice is to just understand, just a little bit, um, I, could, I could do a whole entire, and I will do an entire podcast on um, how the mind works and the mind in labor, but just to touch the tip of the iceberg so we can talk about birth plans or birth visions. In order, if you look at an animal, in order for an animal, if we take cats, for example, Cats that are about to go into labour will run around the house and grab little bits, you know, socks and fluff and if they're outside cats they'll bring in bits from outside and they'll find a little dark place, they'll find a place that they feel safe, that they feel comfortable and they'll build like their little birthing nest so to speak and some people will go, oh I can't find the cat, I haven't seen the cat in days and the next minute there's kittens. So. That's what that cat does to prepare to feel safe. Now, the way that the uterus works is it is a sphincter valve. So it is nature's way of way back when, when we were not living in houses. It's the way that our brain is wired. When we don't feel safe, it will not work. So you often can see animals that are giving birth. And if there is a predator around them, they will actually stop their uterus, their cervix will, will, will close and they'll move and then when they feel safe again their, their labor will resume and their cervix will open. We are the same. That's a mammalian thing. So if you can think of that, and remember you need in order to have that productive birth, to have productive contractions, to have the baby coming down, working with your body, listening to your body, you need to have that you feel safe just so that your cervix works, so that your body feels safe, so that you feel safe enough to go, do you know what, I'm at my most most vulnerable right now, and I'm giving birth, and I'm listening to my body at the most primal time, I need to be safe. And safe is different for all of us. There's no right, there's no wrong, safe is subjective. It's something that is unique to everyone. For some people, being safe might be being in a midwife led unit, knowing that there's a consultant at hand that might make them feel safe. For whatever reason, whatever choices. For some of us, we might feel safe at home on our own or just as a partner. For others, it might be, well, I'd like to have a midwife at home. And for others, they'd like to have more support or it might just be, I wanna birth outside. You can birth, you know, where you feel safe. So keeping that in mind, when you start thinking of your birth vision, the very first question you need to ask yourself is what makes me feel safe and i'm going to go one further and say what makes me feel safe and warm because warmth is something where you feel cozy so if you think what makes me right now when you if you walk outside i was out earlier in this freezing weather and not that i didn't feel safe but It was not pleasant, so when I came in the house and I've got my cup of coffee and I've got the heating on and I feel cosy. I've got my diffuser going here, pushing out some lovely uh, wild orange and spearmint and I'm getting a bit of energy from that for the afternoon slump and I feel warm and cosy. My little lights are on, my little sparkly lights, my diffuser's there. I feel safe. I feel warm and I feel in a good environment. The same sort of thing needs to apply for your labor. So the first thing you're gonna think about in your birth vision is what makes me feel safe and warm? And you need to jot that down. Now for some people, just go all out. Don't think of it, oh well I can't do that because I need to birth in a hospital. If you feel safe and warm on a beach in the sun, then ride that. Because remember, this is a working thing, this is a work in progress, which is why I love getting clients together and saying, you know, one-on-one, I'll say to them, right, let's have a look at what makes you feel this way. And then we try and look at ways to replicate it. So the first place to start is, what makes you feel safe and warm? You can write that down, if you've got a book or a piece of paper. The next thing to look at is remembering the hormones in pregnancy and in labor, oxytocin is the love hormone and that's the hormone we need again it helps with contractions it helps give us good strong productive contractions and oxytocin only works when you feel safe and there's no fear so oxytocin cannot be present with adrenaline so we need to make sure there's no adrenaline at this stage in our labor so if you think of it as the love hormone perhaps you want to look at your birth vision as what is my ideal date because when you're with your, your loved one, your partner, you feel loved. Oxytocin flows. So, come Valentine's Day, it's oxytocin day. There is loads of it. When you snuggle, when you kiss, the touch of your partner, when you see them, your oxytocin levels rise. Same goes for when you've got your baby and you're breastfeeding, that and your skin to skin, the oxytocin levels shoot through the roof. So, Not only is it important to feel safe and warm anyway, but you need to feel safe and not have fear in order to get more of that oxytocin flowing. Very often, I, I, I see happen that perhaps contractions slow a little, and very often I'll step out of a room and say to a couple, just have some time alone. You can be sure they'll start up again because immediately the partner will start with hugs, kisses, a bit of massage, And just that privacy and feeling connected with with your loved one brings that oxytocin up. So perhaps the second question should be, what would be my ideal romantic date? Again, go to town. If you want steak and champagne and if you want a string quartet, uh, you want a sunset, write it all down. It sounds ridiculous because uh, somebody once said to me, but yeah, I can't have a string quartet at my labor. No, but you can play music. So, I want you to go to town when you're writing your birth visions. Write as much as you can. Go as elaborate as you can on this and start pulling together the things that make you feel safe, warm, loved. And then take it down a level and go, right, let's say you've got it on there. You want it um, in front of a fireplace. Uh, you want it with candlelight, you want a string quartet, you'd like to have some favorite food and drink there, Um, it'd be nice to have snuggles with your partner, Um, then start looking at that and going, right, now let's transfer this into my birth, my birth vision. So what do you want for your birth vision? And it's a good idea to do these birth visions with your partner. So maybe get on the same page, because sometimes partners have a different idea of how they think it should be. So work it together, and if you've got toddlers, get them involved. Um, I've seen some amazing birth visions where you've got toddlers with their handprints, um, you know, saying they're waiting for their baby brother or sister, it's fantastic. So get your partner involved and start thinking, right, so what do I want? I want to have a calm, straightforward, really relaxed and chilled labor there's no reason for it not to be so how am i going to do that what tools have i got so you start looking at those tools you start having a look at things like well i can't have a fireplace unless i'm at home then i can labor in front of my fireplace but if i'm transferred hmm maybe dim lights well i can get some led candles i can get some um, aromatherapy oils i can get massaged or I can hire a doula to help me with the massaging. I can get make sure that I've got food and drink that I want. Make sure that it's there. Oh, do you know what? I might fancy a piece of cake um, at some uh, afterwards. My favourite cakes, I don't know, cheesecake. Have some cheesecake there waiting for you. Um, you know, think about those things. I know personally my feet get really really cold and if my feet are cold I do not feel calm and chilled at all so something I always pack into my bags for for clients in labor is a pair of fluffy socks because sometimes your feet get cold and uh, if you're like me you just don't get comfortable so think of those little things think of again then once you, so so we've looked at what makes you feel safe loved and warm what would be my ideal sort of romantic date, because we know that's gonna get the oxytocin flowing, and starting to have a look at, well, how can I transfer some of these? Oh, I can do this, I can do that, I can have Spotify playing, I can have iTunes playing, um, I can have food, right? so you've started to do that. The next part is to start to have a look and think, well, what have I got that I can you know, personalize this? What what skills have I got that I can bring? Because things like breathing, I've spoken about this in in previous podcasts, deep breathing can lower blood pressure, can lower your heart rate. So perhaps looking at breathing, hypnotherapy, um, feeling supported. How am I going to be supported? What's my support network? Who's my support in birth? If your partner's really worried and scared, is he going to be... There for you, if, if, if things start, you know, they, they look at things very differently. I can often talk to a woman in labour, after she's had her, her baby, and her partner and ask them, oh, what was the birth like? And I promise you, it will sound like two different stories because everybody perceives things differently. So you need to have a think about things, that tools that you've got. So we've got being educated, we've got coping skills like breathing, relaxation, hypnotherapy, um, you, you've got the option of having a doula at your birth, whether it's hospital or home, natural or caesarean. You've got that, and a doula really just holds that space. I know from my own experience, I actually get to know my clients, get to know their birth vision, get to understand them, spend time with them, so I know if, they're a, if they get uh, worked up very quickly, what relaxes them, if I can make them laugh. Laughter's another one, absolutely fantastic. in in labor, absolutely fantastic. Obviously at the right time. So it's about having and feeling safe. So building your birth vision needs to start from that. It needs to start from writing all these questions down. So I always recommend having a big piece of paper. I'm a very mind mappy kind of person. You might be bullet points. You might want to write a paragraph. I just think brain dumping all of this on a big piece of paper. Brain dump and just draw on and then start writing how you can do this well that I can bring low-lighting candles Oh, I can have water water makes me warm. So a water birth might be good uh, And if I'm home well, I'll hire a birth pool or I'll use my bath and uh, And start pulling together all of this you won't necessarily have a set picture yet But in your mind you're building that vision for for your labor You're building what you want who you want there. If you think back, if, you, if you've been married and planned a wedding day, you plan who you want there. You plan the guests, the food, the atmosphere. You go and look at places and say, well, I want um, a very contemporary feel. So it's exactly the same. So start having a look at these things. Start reaching out and saying, oh, well, maybe I do want a doula at my birth. Well, let's see who's around. Let's see how that works. Let's meet with a few. Let's see if we click with any of them. Or, I can get fairy lights, fairy lights are fantastic, I can put them up around the room, right, fantastic. I'm gonna need somebody to help me be focused. Oh, let's get some affirmations out there. Um, little things like that and start writing them down on this brain dump on your sheet of paper. Because once you've done that, you can start moving it into the next level. Now, the reason I say this is a birth of vision is because birth is fluid, it moves. The smallest, slightest thing can change your contractions it can change the environment so you need to be able to say right well if we're going to be at home for early labor this is what i can do at home and i need to transfer that so i've got to think of the journey in the car how am i going to keep calm how am i going to keep these contractions going simple thing like putting uh, an eye mask on so you're not looking at all the cars and everything and putting on uh, you know a bit of essential oil so that you can smell it little things like that Then, when I get into the hospital, triage, how am I gonna stay calm there? Right, now I'm in the labor room, and what can I bring with to carry through, to sort of like pull through my birth, my vision for my birth? And that's how you start with this birth plan and start with this birth vision. Once you've done that, and you've started to figure all that out, I then often say to people, why not get a big, of card and you don't have to be an artist at all but put things on there that link to your vision so you want calm you you would love to be by the beach you can't be by the beach because you're in the middle of the city but stick pictures of the beaches up get your partner to write something sweet on that birth vision because a birth vision board can be picked up and taken with you wherever you go and it's something for you to focus on and read and look at. It's also a representation of your birth plan. Now, yes, when you go and see uh, your midwives and and, and your care team, you will have to let them know your birth plan, so maybe do it so that you can write it out and then give it to them. For the most part, it's a good idea to, to give it to them beforehand, and then anybody, so partner, Doula whatever has a copy of it in the bag on the day and can go there. We go. That's the birth plan That's what we're going to but anything from if you weren't speaking Do you want to be spoken to you're in the middle of listening to your body? Do you want someone speaking to you? Do you want to be continually monitored and so you start looking at things and looking at the pros and cons and that's why it's important to start with your birth vision start understanding how the mind works how your cervix, your uterus, start understanding all of that. Because when you start to understand it, you start to see how you can implement things and what you can do to get that environment. Environment is so, so, so important. And I think a large part of a birth vision is environment. Yes, you're gonna have things in there like, do I want a managed third stage of labor? do i want my partner to cut the baby do i want to touch the baby first do i want a midwife to deliver the baby for me how do i feel about this version of pain relief or that version of pain relief do i want people to offer it to me or do i will not want them to offer it to me however the only time your birth plan can completely be chucked out the window is if it's a life and death situation so if you are in a hospital but i'm going to say that if you are following your birth vision and you've managed to incorporate and keep your mind keep the fear gone keep it calm you're more likely to have the ability to meet those expectations and if you have an idea of you know if if it transfers and then suddenly becomes an emergency section you've still managed it through I've heard of so many people that have had positive cesareans because they've been planned they've planned for well if that's the case i'd like to do this and this and this and that's what we're looking for that's the sort of thing that we're looking at we're looking at um, ways that you can practically bring all of this through because that's important and having that plan having that vision will help you and then you can spend the rest of the time filling in and, and learning the skills and figuring out how to do things in order to get that vision, but it's so important. So things you need to remember, it's your birth. So you can can put in place anything you need to put in place. So think of who you want there. Do you want mums there? Do you want a group of friends with you? How do you feel supported? What support do you need? Who can support you? What music do you want? Do you want to be watching a film in early labour? Do you want to be baking? Do you want to be cleaning? Do you want to have, if you've got pets or siblings, um, are they going to be there? What room would you use? If, if, where, you, know, if you want a, a sunrise, you might get it. You might, you might be labouring through the night and have this early sunrise labour. So what room do you want to birth in? If it's winter, is it warmer in the lounge? Is it warmer in the kitchen area, dining room, bedroom? Where are we going to be? and have fun doing it. Make it a fun task where, just as when you plan your wedding or a big celebration, graduation or whatever, you should be planning your birth. Now, I hope that makes sense. I know it feels like I've gone all over the show, but I'm hoping that it's made some kind of sense to you and that you can see the importance of birth plans and some of the information that you need to put out there in order to set up expectations, set up so that other people know what's going on and to make sure that you have a positive experience because there is nothing worse than, than when you hear a woman who just says I lost, I felt like I had no control, there was a loss of control, nobody listened to me at least you can put things in place and then once you've got that birth vision you can then start doing things To if there's fear then I need to do this to cope, I need to do this to get rid of it I need to do that to educate myself, I need this there for that and it's fantastic well with that being said I uh, hope that you've all got some paper down if you're making birth plans and birth visions Um, you know it's something that's fantastic Uh, it's a a fun thing to do and it really is something that you can do with your partner and if you've got toddlers get them involved and it's something that it, it will help you get your head in the right place and start looking at the positive looking at the things you can do because it's your birth, your body, your labor. And so you can play an active role in creating that environment. Well, that's all from me this week. I I hope that everybody stays warm and uh, cozy if you are in one of the winter countries like me. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you next week. We're going to have a look at the pain um, well, the fear tension pain cycle, which is something I run workshops on as well, um, but we'll we'll delve into that a little bit. Um, I've also got some fantastic um, uh, interviews lined up as well, so I'm looking forward to getting them down and recorded. But I hope you all have a wonderful week and much love to you all.